Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Let's start from the bottom of Pechesmed Beis, the Mishnah. See, I get the Enimok Subal. Rashi explains, Kasak Taitoch, Beomeris Ovad Shtak Subasi. What is the circumstance that we're discussing? That the woman brings out the bill of divorce, and she says that she lost her ksuba. That's the starting point. So she comes to court, trying to collect her ksuba. Gova ksubasa. She collects her ksuba. Says Rashi, Veni ochol liton pratich. Vezart li shtar ukarati. The husband cannot claim that he paid her the ksuba and the ksuba was returned to him and he ripped it up. Because the giving of the ksuba is a condition that is stipulated by the court. And from here is the source that one who makes a claim that is contrary to Maisa Bezdin to the stipulation of the court is invalid. My time will call Maisa Bezdin. The reason being that any act of the court it is as though they have the document, the supporting document, in their hand. There's no need for a supporting document because it is stipulated by the court. Suba, veni moget, if she presents with the ksuba, but not the bill of divorce, diomeres ovat giti, if the woman says, my get, the bill of divorce was lost, and he says, my receipt was lost. Rashi. She says, nothing happened. I just lost it. But really, she claims that she still owed the ksuba. It was not taken by the court and ripped up that way. And the husband claims the contrary, that he did pay already, and he just doesn't have documentation to that effect. Similarly, another parallel case to that, a creditor that brings out the, the bill, a loan document, there ain't emo prosbol, but he does not have a prosbol that ensures that the debt is not cancelled in the sabbatical year. These both are unable to collect. Both the woman trying to collect the ksuba and the creditor trying to collect on his debt. Rabban Shimon ben Gamil said, from a time of danger and beyond, 
a woman is able to collect her tzuba without presenting the bill of divorce. And similarly, the creditor is able to collect without showing the prusbal that prevents the cancellation of the debt on a sabbatical year. Let's see Rashi. And he says, the husband, my receipt has been lost. It says with Bezdin, the this has already been brought forth in a court. And you said that you lost the documentation of the Ksuba. And the Ksuba was collected based on the presentation of the bill of divorce. And they ripped it up. They took the get and ripped it. And I was given a receipt about Suba for paying Suba. If you want to try and collect again by the inheritors of the estate, to now claim this is the ex husband claiming that he's concerned that after he dies, his ex-wife won't want to collect from his inheritors afterwards in the, in the presentation that she's now a widow saying that she was never divorced and she was not paid you took a receipt to prove that that's not the case but unfortunately I lost this receipt to prevent such a deception so that, those are the claims and similarly, a creditor who brings out the loan document after the seventh year, and he does not have a prusbal that prevents the debt from being cancelled. And the borrower says, Shvius came, the sabbatical year cancelled the debt. And the creditor says, No, Prusbul Haili, I had a Prusbul. In order to prevent the sabbatical year from canceling the debt, but I just can't find it. Neither are subject to payment. We are concerned, perhaps she did already collect with the bill of divorce. And in the second case, we are concerned that perhaps he never had a prusbal and the sabbatical year did cancel his debt. And the conclusion of the Mishnah, from Sakon of Eilech, Rashi explains, that the idolaters decreed against following the commands of God, and therefore the Jewish people were afraid to hold on to their gitin, the bills of divorce, which are a mitzvah, mitzvah to divorce through a get if that's what the, the situation it calls for so that is the, the Torah mandated way and as soon as she received her get she burnt it so as not to be implicated in following the mitzvah in violation of the decree of the idolater similarly the documentation of prosbol 
to prevent Shemitah's Ksafim, the cancellation of the debt. So in an environment where it could be potentially damaging to have these documents around, so Rabbi Shema Magamliel says the collection can take place even without the supporting documentation. Peruzbul continues Rashi. Masechas Gitin Mefarish Perek Shleach Yet Hillel Hiskin Peruzbul Kedei Shelot Shamet Shviyis. Hillel made an enactment of Peruzbul in order to prevent the sabbatical year from canceling debts. Shemosah Shrosel Bezdin by the mechanism of the creditor handing over his documents, his loan documents, to the court, that the court should be appointed to collect minalove from the borrower, the debt, at any time that it is time for collection. Now that the lender is not going to be collecting the debt, He's not asking for payment at all. Now it is the court who is demanding payment. The courts have the authority to release assets from the ownership of one individual, and that the Hefker Bezin Hefker, they're able to go into his property and collect. But it is not the private individual's prohibition of loigos that is currently operable, which is the, the mechanism that causes the sabbatical year to cancel the debts, because now the collection is in the hands of the court, and the court is not restricted in such a manner. Let's see the Gemara. Shema Mino. We derive from here, Kosen Shogun, that a receipt is written. The Ein Kosen Shogun, because if a receipt is not written, Lechosh, we should be concerned, Dilma Makalala Maybe she will bring out her in order to collect the Ksuba, and collect with it. So the writing of the uh, of the receipt is a protective measure that is underlying this psak says Rashi, Shnamino, Mediktani Govatsubasa, Batsasget, and the fact that the Mishnah said she collects her Ksuba by bringing forth the bill of divorce. We're not concerned of a deception. That maybe she will then deceptively pull out the Ksuba in another court and collect after the death of the ex-husband, claiming that she was a widow and that she was never divorced. And that's why there's no get. She just brings her tzubah. Claiming she was never divorced. And she was never paid the tzubah. So this current payment that is achieved by bringing out the bill of divorce without the tzubah leaves room for a subsequent payment after the death of her ex-husband. Nonetheless, we're not concerned about that. Certainly she cannot come and collect again claiming that she was divorced. Because in order for her to collect the ksuba, the bezin will take the get that she presents and rip it up. And when she goes out afterwards to bring forth the ksuba, without a get, 
Mishnah says, this is a case, one of the cases mentioned, that there is no payment. Nonetheless, we should have been concerned. Shehi tamtin that she will wait, bide her time, till her husband, her ex-husband died, and then collect as a widow. And from the fact that we're not concerned about that, this indicates, so we derive from here, that the husband or borrower is required to write a receipt or have a receipt written, then and he's not able to hold back from payment. I don't want to pay until I get my document, my loan document back, or the tsuba back. That is not a legitimate claim. Shema taxer says, you know, he's worried either the husband or the borrower are concerned. Perhaps there'll be another attempt to collect payment. Or rather we say, you must pay. The the fact that the that the payment is required and he doesn't get his document back, the protection that he's afforded is minimal. You will receive a receipt. This is a debate in Baba Basra, Kofain Alf and Abiz. The Kamalon and we hold Kemanda Omar Ain Kosvin. That we do not write a shover, because the one who has to now deal with maintaining the shover is going to have to contend with the ravages of rats, mice, various creatures that will seek to eat up this receipt, and maintaining it is a hassle. Rashi says that that's the halacha. It's not like implication over here by our sugya. That the, it is a strong enough claim that the person does not want to have to hold on to a receipt to prevent uh, deception going forward. But from our sugya, Rashi says it's mashma that that minimum protection that does require the vigilance of maintenance is the, the way the courts go uh, to, the, to the detriment of the one who wants to hold on paying and wait for the actual document to be presented and destroyed. Tosus disagrees. Tosus He quotes Rashi that we rule against Mashmos over here against the implication here that we do not write a receipt. The Emir the Re, the Re disagrees. The Adarabah, over there, the Sugya seems to conclude that we do write Shoga, like over here. The Gemara says over there that nowadays we do write Shoga. And that's the conclusion over there seems to be the conclusion of the Talmud that that is the halacha, that a shover, a receipt, is written. The To the contrary, the re says 
Really, we derive that you do write this receipt, and it's a challenge from this Mishnah, according to the opinion over there, that a shover, a receipt, is not written. So again, that's the first couple lines of the Gemara. The rationale of writing a shover is supported. We prove that that is the implication. That we would be concerned, as Rashi explained, after the death of her ex-husband, so she lost her get when she presented it to court in order to receive the ksuba as a woman who was divorced. But now, after his death, her husband, her ex-husband's death, she could conceivably present the ksuba that she didn't present the first time and collect with that. So the, the fact that a shover is written to protect the Yorshim, in this case, the inheritors. So that is the, the implication of why they were willing to do this in the first place, is because a shover was written. Omar Rav, Rav said, We're talking about in a case where the custom is not to write a ksuba altogether. So, according to Rav, it's very neat and tidy. The reason why we're not afraid of this potential of her collecting twice, the first time as a woman who was divorced, second time as a widow, is because she's not going to present the ksuba. She doesn't have a ksuba. It's not the, the norm in this locale. Rashi. Rather, they rely on the stipulation of the court. As we saw earlier in Rashi and the Mishnah, the requirement to give a ksuba is court stipulated, and there's no need, technically speaking, from a financial position for a document to be presented. So Rav says that's what we're talking about, a case where they rely on that and don't actually write up the document. So we're not concerned about an anomaly of her having been given an actual document of ksuba in a place where that's not the norm, and then collecting with it again. Shmuel says, no. This discussion over here includes even a, a situation, a locale, where they do typically write a ksuba. And according to Shmuel, do they really write a shover? Meaning, according to Shmuel is where we have this implication. Rashi says, Bitmia, this is a question. Is that really reflective of Shmuel's opinion? And according to Rav, there's no such implication. It's only according to Shmuel that the Mishnah applies even where they do write Suba, so there's a higher risk of her presenting the Suba after the death of her ex-husband for payment of Suba. But does Shmuel really hold that a shover is written, a receipt is written? Amr of Anon, Ladim, Farshali, Ravanan said, it was explained to me the opinion of Mar Shmuel. Really, a shover is not written. And the reason why she collects her ksuba, if we're talking about a place where the ksuba is not typically written, and he says, I did write a ksuba, 
So he deviated from the custom. It's a place where they normally, normally don't write it, but he says, I did write it. And he says, I'm afraid that she's going to come to my orphans after my death and try and collect with this document that I gave her. So I love Lavi Raya. He is required to bring a proof since he's claiming he acted contrary to the normal custom in that place. And if he brings a proof of witnesses that he did in fact write a ksuba for her, although it was not the custom in this locale, clearly he did that, he has witnesses, then she cannot collect. If he does not bring witnesses, a proof, that is the teaching of the Mishnah, that she collects the ksuba. And he is not believed, if he just makes a claim without proof, that he deviated from the custom of the city. If it's a place that the normal custom is that they do write the ksuba, and she says, even though that's the custom, he did not write a ksuba for me, relying simply on the Tnai Bezdin, so she needs to bring a proof. The burden of proof falls upon her in this case, and him in the previous case. Whoever is claiming that there was a deviation from the established custom needs to bring a proof. And that which the Mishnah taught, that she does collect a Shaviraya is it talking about a case where she brought a proof that that's what happened, that he actually didn't write for her a against the custom of the city. So that's Rav Anand's tradition of how Shmuel understood what the Mishnah is talking about. That's these two variations. If it's a place where they don't write the Ksuba, and he says he did write it, so he has to bring a proof. In a place where the custom is where they do write Iksuba, the Amra Lo Kazavli, and she claims that he did not write for her, she has to bring a proof. And even Rav changed his mind from his initial position. As Rav said, whether the established custom is to write Iksuba or not to write Iksuba, get, if she presents the get, go uh, if she presents the get, the bill of divorce, to the court, she collects the baseline ksuba, ksuba govetasefes. If she presents the ksuba, then she collects any additional stipulations that were written in the ksuba, but in order to collect the baseline, all she needs is the get. So that is the revamped position of Rav, and it does not depend on the minig, the custom of the location. And anybody who wants to come and give a retort can come and give a retort. Let's see Rashi. Even Rav, who established the Mishnah, is talking about a place where the custom was that a they don't write the Ksuba at all. That was the circumstance of the Mishnah. All the way he changed his mind. And he established the Mishnah based on a different reasoning. 
Whether it's in a locale that they do write ksuba or don't write ksuba, he mafka gets the loksuba when the woman presents the bill of divorce to the court without the ksuba, she will collect the baseline ksuba, mana or masayim, depending on whether she's basula or not, at the time of the marriage, the hainu mana or masayim, the gove, and she will collect that. Diktani masnisin ikir. The Mishnah is talking about the ikir ksuba. That's the subject matter of the Mishnah. We're not talking about any additional stipulations which would be found in the document of the ksuba. And if she presents the ksuba without the get, without the bill of divorce, then she'll collect the additional sums that are stipulated in the ksuba, if there should be any, but not the ikir ksuba. Why not? There is a concern. Perhaps they were already collected based on the get. So she should have been given a get. She's coming as a woman who's divorced. And where's the get? So she's not able to collect the Iker Ksuba, the baseline 100 or 200, without presenting the bill of divorce. Only the Tosefes from the Ksuba. If she presents the Ksuba, she'll only get the Tosefes. And anybody who has what to say should come and say it. And now there are no concerns. This deals with all the problems. Now, so reviewing our Mishnah. If the Ksuba is presented without the bill of divorce, she says the get was lost. And he says, well, the get was destroyed, and I paid the ksuba, and I lost my receipt. Similarly, in a case where the creditor, he brings out the document, the loan document, without the prusbal that prevents the debt from being canceled by the sabbatical year, neither is able to collect on their claim. This goes well according to Shmuel. The Shmuel says we're talking about a place where it's not typical to write the Ksuba. And he says, I did write it nonetheless. We tell him, you need to bring a proof that you deviated from the custom. And if he does not bring a proof, we'll tell him you have to go and pay. But according to Rav, granted that the Ikir Ksuba should not be collected, the Leka get, because the case was she presented the Ksuba without the get. There's no bill of divorce here. Tosefes me'atigdi. Nonetheless, why don't we say that she should collect the Tosefes? She's presenting the Ksuba. That's a kasha, according to, to Rav. On Rav Yosef, help my skin. On Rav Yosef says, what are we talking about over here? It's a case where we don't have witnesses to the divorce. Since the husband could say, Lo I didn't divorce her. Top of He's able to say, I did divorce her and I gave her the ksuba. There's no independent source of proof that the divorce took place altogether. Rashi, 
Mekam Petes Menalev. Bishlam Lishmua, to Omar, Bain Ike Bain to Sefes, Nifroen Apieget. Kornishmua that doesn't differentiate between the baseline Ksuba of 100 or 200 and any Tosefes, any additional payments. It's all paid by her presenting the bill of divorce. He will establish the case of the Mishnah where the payment will not be made. Talking about a case where the custom of the city is not to write the Ksuba, relying on a Pnaibestin. And because of this, he is believed in his claim that he paid based on the presentation of the bill of divorce. The Omar when I was brought to court to pay with the documentation of this bill of divorce, I said in court that I wrote to her and I was concerned that she shouldn't bring it out another time just the Ksuba to receive payment again. And I was said, it was said to me by the court, bring a proof. I couldn't find any proof that I deviated from the custom and did write the Ksuba. And I asked from the court that I be given a receipt. Since I have no choice but to pay, it's better for me to have a receipt. And they wrote the receipt for me, and now I lost that too. That's how Shmuel is going to present the Havon of the Mishnah. But according to Rav, the Amar, Rav holds that collection is not made based on presentation of the bill of divorce. Only the primary baseline ksuba of 100 to 200 is paid out by the presentation of the get. Why should there not be payment? In the case where she presents the ksuba, at least let her collect the Tosefes. Granted, she's not going to be able to collect the Ike Ksuba that requires the get, but the Tosefes let her collect based on the presentation of the Ksuba. Kasha on Rav. Hamidiktani Seifa. That which it was taught in the Seifa of the Mishnah. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Minasakon of Eilech. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel says, from the time of danger and beyond, meaning the maintaining of the documentation of the get or the prusbal as a religious document was a risky thing to do. So then things changed. Isha govek subasa. A woman could collect her subah without presenting the get. Balchov And the creditor can collect his loan without presenting the prusbal even after the sabbatical year. When is this the case? We're talking about when there are witnesses to the divorce. Because if you do not have witnesses to the divorce, with what can the collection be enforced? That, that has to be the case. Even if we want to be lenient, so to speak, because the documentation, but we have to know that there was a divorce, if there's no proof, no substantiation of that, event taking place altogether, so that puts the husband in a stronger position. If you're coming on to him to believe that there's a divorce, so believe him when he says that he gave Ksuba.
So we have to have independent verification that the divorce took place. And then there's a, a foot to stand on to be gova, to collect, for the woman to collect the ksuba even without presenting the get. Ela kula so rather, the entire Mishnah is presented as Rabban Shema Ben Gamliel, and there's a part that is missing, and this is the way the Mishnah is intended to be taught. In these cases, both with the woman and the creditor trying to collect either the Ksuba or the loan, they're not able to collect. When do these apply? These words apply that they're not able to collect. When there are no witnesses to the divorce taking place. If there are witnesses to the divorce, which as we said, that is a baseline for the discussion to take the husband out of position of strength to claim that if you're coming on to him to the fact of the, of the divorce, so you need to believe him that he paid the ksuba. So when you don't have that because you have independent verification through witnesses, then she should be able to collect the tosefes, and the baseline get, uh, baseline ksuba, the ike ksuba, if she presents the bill of divorce, then she can collect the lo And if she cannot present the get itself, then she will not get the ike. So, the Tosefes she'll collect, but not the Eger, unless she presents the get. This is all before things got dangerous. When it became dangerous to maintain these documents, even though she does not present the bill of divorce, she will collect the Eger the asserted, we're saying this is all taught as one shita from beginning to end, all Rabban Shimon Megamliel, that from the time of danger, a woman is able to collect her ksuba without presenting the bill of divorce. And similarly, Balchob, Shalob He does not need to maintain the prosbol in such an environment to be able to collect. Amri lay, let's catch up on Rashi's. V'i lo lo gavya, and if she does not present the get, she will not be able to collect the sefes, chashina, the because we're concerned, maybe she already collected it by presenting the get. Let's go back to Gemara. Amri le, Rav Kahano, Rav Asi, le Rav. So Rav Kahano and Rav Asi said to Rav, de amat get So according to you that say that by presenting the bill of divorce. The ikik suba is collected. So the Maigavya. A widow from Nisuin, meaning a regular widow, with what she can she collect? Misa, with witnesses to the death. Proof that her husband died. Girsha, Why are we not concerned that perhaps he really divorced her? And then she brought out her get, the Gavyabe, and then she collected. So now that she's coming and bringing witnesses that her husband died, the witnesses are telling the truth, but her claim that she needs to be paid suba as a widow is false, 
Why are we not afraid of that? Be'yashevez, tachas ba'ilo. We're talking about a case where she is living by her husband, or she was living by her husband before he died. So we're not afraid of that possibility. Maybe he really did divorce her right before he died. If he did that, so he caused the, the loss on himself, meaning on his orphans, to sustain this double payment by giving her bill, bill of divorce while she is still by him. Almana mina erusin a widow from erusin, meaning just after kiddushin, the first step of marriage. With what does she collect? Beidemisa, with witnesses that her husband died. perhaps we should be concerned. Maybe he divorced her. He he said Ariyamikadeshly gave her her ring. They did not do chopa. They did not do. Nisuin, and he divorced her right away. Umafka Gita, and then she brought out the get, the Gavya, and then she collected. Why are we not afraid of that? Ella b'malkam dulo efsher, kazvinashovim. And in this case, we don't, we can't say what we said before. She's not Yeshevas tachas bailo. It was only the first stage of marriage. She was only arusa. It was only kedushin. So she obviously wasn't living with him. She's not. Uh, post chopa nisuin. So, what's the? There's no iud asr There's no uh, irresponsibility on the husband's part. So over here, what do we say? When there's no other way, we will write a receipt. That in this case, when she is widowed from kedushin alone. So he's going to have to write a receipt. He will have to receive a receipt. Because if you don't say that, even if we just bring the, the witnesses that he died, that itself, we should be concerned. She can bring multiple witnesses in multiple courts that are verifying the same claim that her husband died. And say, yes, we, we saw, we were there by the Kvura, by base Nechem uh, we saw that this man died, whatever the Raya is, and she should be able to collect multiple times if she's looking to uh, extract illegally from the estate. Rather, certainly in a place where there's no other means, we do require that the one who is paying receive a receipt to prove that they've paid, and yes, they'll have to bear that responsibility of maintaining that receipt. Let's see, Rashi. Amana b'mai gavya, the widow, with what will she collect? Ksuba shalom, her ksuba. Akarachach be'ede misa, It has to be that this widow will collect with witnesses that her husband died. And then she will give over the document of the ksuba, to the orphans of the estate, and they will rip it up. Why are we not concerned? Perhaps he divorced her. And then, after he divorced her, she will go and then bring out the bill of divorce in another court. And then she will collect the Ikka Ksuba. 
talking about a case where she is living by her husband. The widow can only collect her tzuba in a case when you have substantiation that the, at the time of the death of her husband, she was living by her husband. But in the case where she's a widow from Kiddushin, she was never by her husband. We derive from here the fact that she collects tzuba even though she's only almana after Kiddushin. We derive from this last case that we don't require validation that she was living by her husband, even by an almana from Nisuin, from a widow from Nisuin, she's fully married. Even if she's not by her husband, Nami, she can still collect, even though she's Nisua. And she heard that her husband died. Go back subasa, she'll collect her suba. And we're not afraid that maybe the husband divorced her before he died. And then she'll come out with the get to collect again. Because the court says to the Yorshim, the, the orphans, write, uh, we say to the Bezdin, that they should write for the, the orphans a receipt. In such cases where the prevention of payment would be prohibited, like this case, or a case where the ksuba was burnt up, so we cannot uh, re- reasonably withhold payment from the woman of the ksuba, and the inheritors of the estate will have to deal with maintaining the shover, the receipt. A de misagufayu, the witnesses of the death of the husband themselves, mokum she'en kosin ksuba, in a place where it's not the custom to write the ksuba, the e'en ayosh nechon lo ma'la, and the inheritors are not able to tell the widow, this woman, give us your ksuba because they're afraid. That's that is not a valid concern. They, they have to accept a shover if they want added protection. Back in the Gemara, the son of Rav Chista, said to Ravashi. See Rashi and Markashisha, or Marinuka. There's Markashisha and Marinuka. Who are these fellows? Shnei Banim Hayu, the Rav Chista, two sons of Rav Chista, the Shem Shnei and Shavim. Fascinating. They had the same name. Pretty unusual family setup. I'm not sure how they differentiated at home, who's who, but the two sons of Rav Chista had the same name. They called the older one Mar Kashisha. The younger one, Karlo Mar Yinuka. They would call him Mar Yinuka. So Kashisha means the elderly one, Mar Yinuka, the younger one. So they had the same name, and this was their form of differentiation. Mr. Older, Mr. Younger. That was. Uh, the, the differentiation of the two sons of Rav Chista, that's what Rashi over here says. 
we look at the Bach, he's Mitzayim, after Betzido Ayin Baba Basra, Perkama Davzayin Mabez, Shalom Ktani Mar Yenuka Kodem. Over there, we have a teaching taught where Mar Yenuka is mentioned before Mar Kishisha. Val Korachach, and Tosos, based on this presentation of the Gemara there, Tosos there says, Birusha Tososham, Shegodol Hayo, that he was greater, older, Karli Mar Yenuka, and he's called Mar Yenuka, Lathishan Ol because he was born in his youth, meaning the designation of Kashisha or Yunuka is not of the, the sons, but rather of the age of Rebchista when they were born. That's how Tosus learns. Because the Memra over there presents them in the reverse order, why is Mayunuka mentioned first before Ma Kashisha? It's not that Mayunuka is younger. It's he was born when Rav Chista was younger. That's how Tosos learns. al It says, he agrees. Sounds like it's a dochik, but he's pushed to say that. Again, not like Rashi. Rashi is learning that these two sons, the, the name Kishisha, or the appellation Kishisha or Yinuka is going on the sons, not in their relative uh, time frame within uh, their father's lifetime when they were born. And the Yaivitz, Yaakov Emden over there, in Baba Vasra, defends Pirish Rashi over here. He says, the fact that Mar Kishisha is mentioned after Mar Yenuka, which is surprising, he says that's not so schwer. According to Rashi, what's talking about the age, but so what? He says Mar Yenuka was a bigger Chacha. So Mar Yenuka, maybe he was younger, like Rashi says, but he was the greater Tamil Chacham, so he's mentioned first. That's a, a defense against the Al-Kar who says not like Rashi, that is going on the age that Rav Chista was when these boys were born. Al-Kopanim, we have a teaching here from Mark Kashisha, Bered Rav Chista, Lirav Ashi. What did he tell Rav Ashi? Amona mina erusin, a widow from Kiddushin, Minolan de Islak Suba. How do we know that she is paid Ksuba? Rashi, Amoname Erisin, de Islak Suba, Bitnai Bezin. How do we know that she has a Ksuba as a stipulation of the court? Imo Kosovo, if he did not write it for her. Of course, if he wrote the groom, wrote for the bride a Ksuba, then there's no question. But if that was not the case, how do we know that she is due the payment of Ksuba? If she is widowed after Kiddushin prior to Nisuin. If you say it's from this, if she became an Almana, a widow, or was divorced, whether from the first stage of marriage of Kiddushin or from the final stage of marriage of Nisuin, she collects everything. Maybe that's talking about where he wrote her Aksuba. So there's no proof from this teaching that the widow from Kiddushin will always receive Ksuba. And if you'll say that if the case is that he wrote her before this man died, he wrote her Ksuba, so what's the Chiddush? This is to the exclusion of the opinion of Rabbi Lozab He only wrote it for her 
with the intention that he will consummate the marriage with Chuppah. And if that never happened, maybe you'd think that he does not have to pay, or his inheritors do not have to pay from the estate. No, that's not the case. Gove es hakol. She collects everything. Daikonami. And this is meduktik. It, it's uh, the implication of the teaching itself. Diktani, as is taught, gove es hakol. She collects everything. If we're talking about a case that he wrote for her, that's why it's appropriate to state that she collects everything. If you're talking about a case where he did not write for her, and they're relying on Tanai Bezdin, why would the phraseology be used that she collects everything? Either she has as it's Naibesdin, 100 or 200. What's es hakol? Rather, from that which is taught by Rafhia Ba'avin, Ishto Arusa, if his wife from Erusin, meaning after Kedushin, and he married her and then at that point died, Lo Onin Velomentam, Rashi. Let's see, I have a, a, a few rashes to go back on. Amana minha erisin, de islak suba bitnai bezin, imlokasavla. How do we know that Almana from Erisin, from Kidushin, she has a ksuba as a stipulation of the court if he didn't write it for her? I mean, all in where we know, de ka'amar la'el, ede misa gufayu, from that which we said earlier, that the witnesses to the death themselves, lechosh demo mafka vahadra mafka, why are we not concerned that she will present witnesses to the death of her husband multiple times and collect? Illegally. Certainly, one time she collects. Without a document. For the first payment, she gave up the document. If he wrote it for her. And we're concerned that she'll be able to collect again. So clearly the implication of this teaching, which we brought before as a proof that when there's no choice, a shover receipt is written, but included in that proof is the assertion that an almana from Kiddushin will receive the ksuba. How do we know that this is true if the ksuba wasn't written? Es hakol, everything, ikavitosethes, lo kasavla, hatosethes, almanas lakonsa. That we saw. Rebbe Lezben holds that he only wrote her the Tosethes on condition that he consummate the marriage. The amaze for Erison, if he died when she was just Mikudeshes, then Einla, Ela Ikeksuba, then she only receives the Ikeksuba. And yet this Memra says, Govisako, she collects everything. Eli Amred, Vishalokasavla, if we're talking about where he did not write for her Ikeksuba, with Naibezdin, who, and is only based on the stipulation of the court. The gavya lelmana mana umasam lusula that the collection for the almana is a hundred for the widow is a hundred and two hundred for the maiden who the isla that's what she gets share and kantosephes there is no tosephes there is no additional stipulation by the court the court just gives the baseline requirement of ksuba lo onen liiser bikachin the the status of onen one who is in in a state of mourning after the death of their close kin. To not be able to eat kadshim, below and also 
if his wife dies after he is not Rusa, but after he did Kedushin, she's a Rusasa. So not only does he not have the prohibition of eating Kachim, he also is not required to be Metamela, to become ritually impure by contact with her, in Koinu, if he is a coin. Because the Torah says, who does a coin become impure to? Is She'erah, his close of kin. So as a widow from the stage of Kiddushin, she is not considered She'erah. I'll call upon him for this din. And similarly, in the reverse scenario, if she, instead of him becoming a widower, she became a widow. Lo onenes, she does not become onenes, to be prohibited to have kachim. Velo metamelo, and she does not become impure to him. Rashi explains, enachayeves, lis asikbo. Here it means it's not her responsibility to deal with his burial. Letamabo, and to become impure through him. Ben kohenes ben Israelis. This is true whether she is a kohenes or Israelis. Avalpi shemitz letamelo meisim amurim beparshat achsiv lo yitama zuenachayeves. This woman is not obligated, who is a widow from just the first stage of marriage, Kiddushin. It's not specific to a Kohenes here. There is no prohibition of female Kohanim. They're not restricted from becoming ritually impure. It's just really focusing on the obligation to be in, involved with the burial. That's not her responsibility in the event that her husband died after Kiddushin. Mesa Eino Yarsha, if she dies again after Kiddushin, he does not inherit her. Rashi, If she died, he does not inherit her if it was just Kiddushin, because the inheritance of the husband, of his wife, in the Pasuk it says, his relative. The source that a husband inherits his wife is derived from a verse that calls her, the deceased, his, his wife, She'ero, his relative. So that's only after a, a subsequent stage to Kiddushin, not from the Kiddushin alone, which is a bit surprising. What is this Hagdara does not exactly require Nisuin, but it has to be that she's given over, the bride is brought over into the domain of the husband, even though it's only in the, in the framework of Kiddushin prior to Nisuin. Fascinating Hagdara determination of what is called She'ero. Mesa Eino Yorsha Isrichale. Mesu, if he died, back in the Gemara, she collects her ksuba. So her husband died after Kiddushin. She collects ksuba. Perhaps it was written for her. And you have no proof that she collects from Tnai Bezdin. If you want to say that the case is, we're talking about where he wrote her a document. So what is the Chiddush? Why is it necessary to stipulate that? It's necessary for the, the case of, if she died, he does not inherit her. So that clause is necessary. So even though this clause seems to be a bit superfluous, you have no proof, because you have the need for the other clause. But if she dies, 
he does not inherit her. Rashi, Mesa ain't a Yorsha, it's Shrikhale. Mishum Mesa ain't a Yorsha, it's Shrikhale, Lemisne Mesu, Gobuksavasa. An account of when she dies, that he does not inherit her, that is why it was necessary to teach that if if he dies, then she collects the Ksuba. Lashmina, even if it was written, that in a case where he wrote for her Ksuba, Avagav, Deikrubu, even though they're very close to full marriage, still, he does not inherit her. Tosus says, Tosus says, you, you need it for itself. If he dies, so there's a collection of ksuba, that's necessary. We derive from this clause earlier, that if she is Arusa, that that he doesn't bury her. So the stage of Kiddushin does not require him to be to, to lay out the expenditures for the burial. It could have said that directly. This phraseology that he she collects her ksuba, that itself was not necessary. Omar layer of Nachman Ravuna, the Rav, Doma get. So Rav Nachman said to Ravuna, according to Rav, who holds get Gobe Eker, if she presents the get, she collects the ksuba. So presenting the bill of divorce, the woman collects either the hundred or two hundred. Why are we not concerned? Lest she come to collect by presenting the get in this court and collecting, and then she'll go and collect in another court. And if you'll say that we'll rip it up, she'll say, don't rip up my get. I need to get married. So I need to prove that I was divorced. So they do rip it up, but they'll write on it that this bill of divorce was ripped, not because it's invalid, but rather just to ensure that she does not use the same document to collect again the ksuba. Rashi. She's asking not to rip up the get, that she can hold it in her hands as a proof. She's garashti that I was divorced. They shouldn't say about her, I'm a married woman. So they will accommodate her to a degree that she can maintain it, but in a ripped form, and show by, the, by documenting on this ripped get that the only reason they ripped it is not because it was invalid, but just because they don't want her to use it to collect again. So therefore, that is not a concern. 